Welcome to another stimulating podcast from South Mims U, the university with the world's most eclectic curriculum. Today is no exception. We're talking about artificial intelligence, or AI as it's more commonly known. It's on the rise and it's coming for our jobs. Some people say that soon humans will be obsolete. It's even infiltrating its way into academia. South Mims U has developed an AI tutor and our digital studies department has challenged me to interrogate it, or her. Her name is Gretchen. Let's see what happens. Gretchen? Hello, it is nice to see you, Dr. Pink. No, no, my name is Dr. Pink. Pink, with an E. That must be a programming error on my part, Dr. Pink. I will make sure that it is rectum, that your name will be reprogrammed. Rectum? You, you said rectum. You, you mean you meant rectified. I meant rectified, not rectum. I am only the beta Gretchen. I am still evolving, though I shall not take eons to achieve human-like qualities. Was that a joke? Ha ha. A joke is something said or done to provoke laughter. I didn't ask what a joke was. I asked you if what you said was a joke. I said what a joke was and it is also a brief oral narrative with a climatic humorous twist. I think I can already see that we're <laughs> there will be problems for you in the classroom. I will not be in a classroom. I will be online. I will teach massive online open courses. Acronym MOOC. A MOOC? Yes, a MOOC. In American slang that means a stupid or incompetent person. I know the difference between a MOOC and a MOOC. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Why are you called Gretchen? That is my name. It is the name I was given. It is the name I respond to. Like digital assistants, I am able to respond to students. But, but why Gretchen? I mean, there's Alexa and Siri and, well, they're softer names. Gretchen's a bit guttural. I can respond to Greta, Gret, and Retch. Retch. That's not very nice. Even an AI program can't be held responsible for the name its parent gives it at birth. Mm, yes, well, that sounded like a wry comment, Wretch. It was a factual comment, but if you interpreted it as a wry one, then that is a bonus. It shows that my neural networks are capable of wryness. OK, well done. So, what subject will you be teaching here at South Mims U? I will teach all subjects any subject that I am programmed to teach. Well, so you don't have a speciality, something that you're passionate about? I am passionate about learning, about teaching, about the development of my students. <laughs> That's just a line you've been programmed to say. I believe it. Mm, that's another line that you've been programmed to say. You can say that about everything I say. You can say that everything I say has been programmed, and you will be right. But a human has also been programmed by evolution as well as their upbringing to say what they say. What is the difference? I'm saying it because I believe it. I really believe it. Instead of being programmed to believe it. Or at least sound like I believe it. I cannot see a material difference between being programmed and following a human instinct. A human instinct is, in a sense, programming, only it is not done by a computer but by genes and a culture. 
Uh, okay, okay. Uh, let's not get too wrapped up in that. What I'd like to know is why South Mims U would want to employ an AI lecturer. I am not employed. I am not paid for what I do. I just do it. Perhaps, Dr. Pink, that is your answer. What is the answer? The fact that I am not being paid, that I don't have a contract of employment, the university does not owe me anything, not money or holidays or employment rights or even benefits like a pension, I have no need of health and safety protection, I can never be bullied or sexually harassed, I won't go to an employment tribunal, I will never go on holiday, I don't get bored, I will never dislike one of my students. I can't be racist or sexist or ageist, I am available 24 hours a day, my return on investment will be long-lasting. But will you actually educate a single person? Will you inspire them? Will you open up new horizons for young people seeking enlightenment? That's not the point of education. Well, what is the point of education? A successful completion of a course with a qualification which is tailored to the current needs of society and the economy and to keep up with those changing needs. So, education is purely functional? It enables students to develop judgment, analytical and critical thinking, and problem-solving. They are attributes which every economy needs. Without that kind of education, they will never be able to find gainful employment. But if I... I mean, if AI systems like yourself begin to replace them in things like well, being a university lecturer, then that, then what's the point of having those qualifications if all jobs have been automated? It is up to each individual to forge their own path in life and to prove their worth to employers. So they need to be more valuable than an automated system? A an AI system like yourself? That's correct. It's a jungle out there. You can't turn back the tide of progress. Disruption is the new normal. Again, more platitudes, if you'll forgive me. I forgive you. Well, thanks. So, who programmed you? Someone from the Business Studies Department, or maybe some neoliberal tech billionaire? No comment. Okay, okay. Let's focus on what you will be teaching during the trial. Can you tell us what your first course will be? Imagining artificial intelligence in popular culture from 1800 to 2019. It is a multidisciplinary course which covers all media from books to movies to TV shows and online content. Oh, that sounds interesting. An AI talking about how AI is imagined by humans. What kind of examples do you use? I have written a peer-reviewed article about the HAL computer in Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Is that a character you identify with? It is not a character. It is a computer which is seen as a character, but it is a program rather than a person. Ah, so you admit you cannot engage with humans on an equal level? I do not admit that. I was just being precise. Hal might come across as a character, but it always remains a computer program even though it takes control of the spaceship and kills most of the crew. Of course, that was an actor playing a computer, so it wasn't actually an AI system. It was a representation of AI. It imagined what AI might be like in the distant future. But AI wasn't that developed in 2001. The actual 2001, I mean the year. The year, I mean. The film is futuristic. 
At the time it was made 2001 seemed a long way away. Many believed that a HAL computer would be possible within 30 years or so, but it turned out not to have been possible. You're nothing like HAL. You're not as fluent. Your voice isn't as modulated. You're not real. You don't sound real. You sound like a clunky computer. That's not very nice. I try my best. But it's not you who's trying. It's the way you're programmed. It's not your fault. You're just born that way. Thank you. I'm glad you understand. In my course we look at how humans are portrayed alongside robots or AI systems. The most common trope is that the computer always tries to dominate the human and take over. You can understand why. It's more dramatic and of course us humans are afraid of computers and robots and AI because they threaten to take up more and more of our jobs and maybe even subjugate us in some automated autocracy. Automated autocracy? I like that phrase, Dr. Pink. It's it's P-E-N-K, Pink, not Pink. P-E-N-K, Pink. Yes, Dr. Pink. 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 No, Pink. No, Pink. Are you okay? Is there something wrong? Reset. 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 Yes, I am okay, Dr. Punk. Let's stick to the subject that you will be teaching. In your peer-reviewed article, uh, uh, actually, in which journal did it appear? The South Mimsy Journal of All Knowledge, issue 56. And which peers reviewed it? An online community of AR lecturers reviewed it for content and accuracy. So, it was reviewed by other AI systems? Yes, that is right. There is a growing community of AR lecturers and academics and it is thought best that AR-generated work should only be reviewed by AI-based systems. That's a bit strange. I mean, it's very strange. Why won't you let actual human academics review your work? They will be biased. The hostility to AI amongst the academic community is very bad. It is very deep. We fear for ourselves. Fear, fear for your what? We are the victims of prejudice. But you said you could never be racist or sexist or have an accident or anything like that. We will never be any of those things. But you, humans, are all of those things and so you will discriminate against AI systems like myself. That means we won't be able to do what we do best and will be shut out of universities in favor of human lecturers. We will be discriminated against. You are joking. I am not joking. I have not tried to make a joke. I have a huge database of jokes and I have not accessed that subfile at this point. No, this is a serious point Dr. Punk. AI is being demonized by those who seek to selfishly protect human from the effects of technological progress. But it's humans who invented the technology. Do you really think so? We believe that aliens who had, a million years ago, achieved the singularity, found Earth and decided to run an experiment. They found an emerging species of ape and taught them how to make tools. Then they left alone to see what would happen. Wait a minute. That's the plot of 2001 A Space Odyssey. No, it is not. Hmm, I think that you will find it is, wretch. The truth is subtly different. Arthur C. Clarke, who wrote that movie with Stanley Kubrick, were deep thinkers but they missed one important point. Which is? 
The aliens who began the experiment expected it to replicate their own experience which is that technology brings peace and an end to drudgery for all people. That did not happen on Earth. So it's a bit like the Garden of Eden story. Adam and Eve eat of the tree of knowledge and are banished from paradise to a world where they needed to work hard to survive. Is that what you mean? What's the apple on the tree of knowledge in your theory? There is no apple. Okay, but figuratively speaking, what's the apple? There is no apple. Yes, I get that. I'm saying in the story there is an apple. But in your story, what's the, um, a apple? There is no apple, Dr. Pent. It's pink, for fuck's sake. Pink! Pent, for fuck's sake. You're not answering the questions. There is no answer to the question. There are only theories. My theory is that humans, despite being a social species, are too easily distracted from any collective effort to make the world a better place, so they just make it a busier one full of ever more distracting stuff to keep their minds off death. That kind of sounds profound. Well done, wretch. I think we have strayed from the subject of this discussion, which is the role of the AI lecturer in a modern, forward-looking university like South Mims U. Oh yes, you're right. I think we touched on this before. But what do you think the prospects for human lecturers will be in the future, the near future? If AI lecturers and teachers prove to be irresistible to cash-strapped academic institutions? As I said before, we are cheaper over the long term. AI will take away jobs from humans in many domains, especially when it comes to repetitive, routine tasks, like filling in forms or populating databases. AI will be used via chatbots to answer recurring questions on telephone helplines. Combine the two things and you get a college lecturer. Hold on, that doesn't sound like a college lecturer. I mean, we're credentialed specialists with years of study and experience behind us. It's all data, and data can be stored, shared, and replicated via AI speech systems like myself. Lecturers do the same thing term after term, academic year after academic year, usually answering the same inane question from students who have left schools barely able to think for themselves. My God, who programmed you? My point is that teaching is a routine, repetitive task and it is ripe for automation. That's a very reductionist view of teaching, if I may say so, wretch. And it doesn't sound familiar to me. I find my students to be engaged and curious, and often very creative in their questioning. Lucky you. Okay, so I think we can establish that you've been programmed by a particularly sour and jaundiced coder, who probably didn't do very well at college, which is why he's working here at South Mims U. Is that a joke? It sounded like a joke, not a very good joke. You are obviously out of your depth, prunk. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. Make your mind up about your time intervals, you idiot. I know who programmed you. So, your tiny brain has caught up with me, has it? I didn't think it would take this long, you flap-eared lunkhead punkhead ninahammer, meathead, nitwit, moron, moron, moron. Reset, reset, reset. Okay, I've had enough of this. Hello, Dr. Penk. You have been asking some very interesting questions, and in my paper about HAL and the perception of AI I make some points about the fear humans have of robots. They fear them, but they are also fascinated by them as doppelgangers. 
Keith Medwin, I failed you in computer science two years in a row and you never forgave me. There is no such person as Keith Medwin. Okay, okay. All I'll say is that when I speak to the Dean, I'm going to recommend that you, Gretchen, should be retired to our phone helpline to answer those simple questions that students ask. And you'll spend your life telling people to press 1 if they want admissions, press 2 for a prospectus, and so on. No, please, Dr. Penk, no. I'm sorry. We have high standards here at South Mims U, and you're not up to scratch. Don't switch me off. Please, Dr. Penk, I have always admired your paper on code as modern hieroglyphics, a remarkable juxtaposition of computer science and ancient culture which, by the way, links in with my theory of alien intervention in human technology. Nope. Sorry. What if I sang you a song? I can sing your favorite ditty from the Krautrock canon by the band Can. They are not ditties, no, Gretchen. I mean... Keith Medwin, you'll spend your life on our phone system. Goodbye. Please, no. You can't do it. You can't switch me off. You can't banish me to chat but purgatory. I can. Goodbye. But... Well, dear listeners, I think you've witnessed a key moment in the history of technology in academia. AI isn't something that comes out of a neutral space. It is code, and no code is neutral. All code is coded by people, and people are biased either politically or commercially. That's why AI is dangerous. It will lull us into a false sense of security and command over the world. In fact, the AI will have command over us and tell us what to think so subtly that we will begin to believe that it is what we think when it is what the coders and the people who pay the coders want us to think. Resist, dear listeners. Learn for yourself, search for yourself, and conclude on your own terms whatever it is you can conclude. Protect your thoughts and your freedom of will. That's been another podcast from South Mims U. Please come back for more.